Help is in the way, TV. Great Scott! I feel need need for speed. Cowabunga, dude! You're a wizard, Harry. Welcome to the When Harry Met Movies podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Harry Met Movies podcast. How's your dad, Dad? Hi, Harry, how are you? Good. Good. So, this is our special month where we have a special yes. guest with us, and we are joined by Helen O'Hara, who is journalist, technically a lawyer. And, uh, I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> author, podcaster, technically a TV star, because I've seen you on TV. I, I star seems strong, but I'll go with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what else are you? Oh, probably the only same person on the Empire podcast. <laughs> that but one I'll take. Yes. <laughs> managed to keep you within check and hear me oh, for a time. This the Empire podcast. But uh, welcome on to the show, and thank you for joining us. Hello, hello, lovely to be here. Um. So tell us about yourself. How did you get into what you do? Well, um, yeah, so I I was quite a sensible teenager and I I did, as you say, train as a lawyer um, because that seemed like a very sensible thing to do. And I thought I'd be, you know, rich and have a nice house and lots of money. And uh, but I was also a huge film fan and I also read Empire every month and and sometimes other magazines as well. Other magazines are available, but um but mostly Empire. Um, and basically I kept getting more and more bored of law, like really bored. So by the time I qualified as a barrister, I was I was really past it. And then an internship came up at Empire and I, I didn't think I'd get it because I had no experience and no qualifications in, in journalism, but I, I gave it a go. And luckily the fact that I'd been reading the magazine for what, 10 or 15 years at that point, kind of, um, kind of did the job. So, um, so yeah, so I, I got a, I got a job in 2000 and <laughs> and uh, and have been basically working there ever since. Yeah, so always keep on reading; it might get you a job. Exactly, yeah. genuinely, you know. But look, that's my that's my advice to everybody for any job, like anything you want to do. You just got to you know read up on it, get engaged in it, do as much of it as possible. You know, if you want to be a writer, you need to be reading lots and writing lots. Like it's pretty it's pretty simple, really. What what film got you made you like? get you into films oh uh, uh, I, I i mean all of them um i know my parents have told me from a very young age i loved sleeping beauty the the disney animated version um i we had a picture book version of it as well as you know well, we didn't actually even have vhs when i was tiny because i'm very old um but uh but that was a big one um i went to the to the cinema and i saw return of the jedi and of course fell madly in love with the ewoks um and that was a big thing et was huge everybody in my playground used to be doing et impressions um around the pro that was that was a big big deal um so yeah so just i mean everything i mean i was i was you know growing up in the 80s in that kind of golden age of amblin movies so i was absolutely spoiled for choice all the stuff harry that you've been watching as a result of this series that yeah. was basically my childhood as well so i'm probably about the same age as your dad but um but yeah, yeah the, this these these are great movies, you know. And and this is not to say that movies, are, you know, oh, those were the good old days and everything's rubbish now. Quite the opposite. I feel like you know, animation in particular has never been better. You know, yeah. we are we are very very lucky. But um, but yeah, it was it was a good time to become a movie lover. I think. Yeah, we we funny enough are not sure what all of these episodes are going to go in, but our last one we recorded for this month. Also, um, Sam Summers, I think you know him. Oh yeah, yeah, I know Sam. Yeah. So we, we, funny enough, we discussed animation on that shocker, 
Um, we're that was a good time for animation at the moment, isn't it? Very much. This has been a great year. I mean, across the Spider Verse, the new Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles is super charming. I mean, it's just I've been. Not watched that yet. Yeah. Oh, you have you have a treat in store. It's it's really really fun. Yeah, yeah. people who wants to come. Yeah, true. I'm one. I'm gonna take us all. Yeah, we absolutely. Have a, he has a little brother. He has a brother who's seven, so it's probably the right age. Oh yeah, perfect age. Yeah. So we have picked, or you have picked. Um, we well, actually technically you picked. There was two films, wasn't there? There was Princess Bride, which you know you love, but mm. then you suggested this one as well, which is which Star Wars or Star Wars: A New Hope. Yes. To give it its newer title. Um, funny enough, someone asked me about the other day: Do I call it Star Wars or do I call this Star Wars: A New Hope? Um, I think I just call this one Star Wars. It yes. But, um, why this film? Because this was another one that was huge uh, for me as a kid. I actually saw, I saw them all out of order. I saw Return of the Jedi in cinemas, and then I saw Star Wars, and then really sometime later, and I was champing at the bit, you know, finally somebody put Empire Strikes Back on TV and I got to see Empire Strikes Back. So I saw them completely out of order. Um, but still, the, these kind of shaped my childhood. And, you know, there was always the kind of rush in the playground to be the girl who got to play Princess Leia because obviously there's only one female role basically in the entire original trilogy so you had to be pretty quick off the mark if you wanted to be Princess Leia otherwise you got stuck with Chewbacca which just wasn't as much fun to play and I wasn't tall enough or hairy enough really so um so yeah it was it was it was a big big deal I mean it was it was just it was the film um and of course you know we were we were starved because it you did have to wait for it to be on tv so it was a big deal over christmas or whenever when one of these films was on and i i remember having tense negotiations with my parents over what time Chris, christmas dinner was allowed to be each year you know i don't know if you had this mark but like it was because we didn't have a vhs initially right so yeah, we had to be we had right, to be yeah. in front of the tv if indiana jones was on at 3 p.m. we had to be in front of the tv at 3 p.m. do you know what i mean um, it was not to be messed with. So there were always these negotiations every year about, okay, we need to have dinner so I can watch Star Wars or so I can watch Indiana Jones or whatever it was. Um, because yeah, it's just it was it was it was a foundational text basically of our childhoods. In the well, if you mentioned our Return of a Jedi, you watched it at the cinema. That's definitely that's probably my earliest memory. Yeah. <laughs> As in, like, it's, it's something I definitely know I did. But I also know that obviously I w must have understood the story. Mm -hmm. I must have watched the other two before it. But that's, maybe. That's Although I think you know they're they're well told stories. You sort of pick it up. Oh, these are good guys. Oh, those are bad guys. Okay, I know who I I know who I want to want to win here. You know, it didn't have to be at five o'clock. So I can watch stars. No, nothing later. Exactly on the dot. Quite right. Do you, you live in a, a good world where you can just put a film on whenever you want? Because not all films, not all films are on stuff. But most of them are. Yeah. But most, yeah. You, I mean, you are very lucky in that respect. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to explain this to Harry. Like we it's would only see a lot of CDs on. a trailer to a film when you rented the video from a VHS shop. Yeah, or when you went to the cinema. Yeah, you, you, there was no, you know, on demand. The first one, the first. Um, no, this is also dating me, but the first sort of trailer I remember watching kind of online was Lord of the Rings. Do you remember the Fellowship of the Ring? And everybody was, I mean, certainly I was downloading it um, on our slow, you know, broadband. It, broad broad it took about an hour and a half, but then you just watched it on repeat because it was, that was monumental. That was a huge deal when that dropped. Um, 
so yeah, yeah. Th- this is the kind of stuff I, we had I, to I, do i love old tech yeah he does he's, he likes like he's obsessed with it he's got like vhs tapes that have been turned into lamps and stuff yeah oh wow like we went to like a shop and i wanted to get a vhs thing yeah, he wants a VHS, even though we haven't got anything to play it in. But like, I'm glad you like old tech because you've got an N64. I do, yeah. Well, yeah. That deep, that's how so, bad is. Would you like to challenge Helen to? Yes. Yeah, so when did the film come out? Nineteen seventy-seven. So I'll give you five then. Yeah. So you give you five sentences to recap the plot of a story or tell us a story. Okay, five sentences. Yikes. Um, all you right. Okay, so um, Princess Leia, played by Carrie Fisher, has stolen or acquired the plans to the Empire's Death Star, the evil Empire's Death Star, and has hidden them in a droid called R2-D2. R2-D2 comes into the possession of young Luke Skywalker, um, who learns about the plans, learns about the the necessity of destroying this uh, plot by the evil empire and decides to go off and rescue princess leia from the evil darth vader who has uh, captured her he does so with the help of old obi-wan kenobi and young cool smuggler han solo and his best friend chewbacca and they end up essentially fighting the bad guys for the future of the galaxy yeah basically yeah and spoiling a whole franchise (laughs) (laughs) Well, you talk about that. So, do the film facts, which I would like to say at least people have heard of Star Wars. Some of the odd film we do, some of them. What a drink. Oh, not common. So, it came out in 1977. Some places seem to have it as 78, so it must be where the country it came out. It didn't reach here, um, I think, until pretty much uh, 1978, because in those days, again, Harry, there was a huge uh, gap in films coming out. It wasn't day and date around the world. I know a lot of like series, like know a lot of old Doctor Who episodes got destroyed because they mm. need to wipe things and stuff, like tapes and stuff. Yeah, TV episodes were really treated as disposable. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, its budget that's... was eleven million. Wow, and it's made seven hundred seventy-five million worldwide gross. At this, <laughs> but that's you don't know what with inflation and stuff that would probably be ridiculous. I'd be intrigued to see what. Yeah, and also it did go over budget. I think it ended up costing more like thirty-one million. But it definitely um, made back it then. Oh yeah, def- definitely covered. Yeah, top film for the year was it, well, Star Wars, followed by Smoking the Bandit randomly. Uh, this was for seventy-seven. Uh, Close Encounters, Saturday Night Fever, and A Bridge Too Far. And when you consider Star Wars came out at the very end of the year, to actually still be in the top for that year. Yeah, shock. Um, Didn't it come out in May? If, well, this is it. This is one of those weird things. It varies whatever you oh, read. That's up. true, yeah. yeah. Um, it's quite a difficult thing to pin down the exact dates. Um, obviously, what, what he um, changed George Lucas's life. He basically, however, Thank when you. it actually, yeah. the film came out, Thank he you. went away on holiday. Yeah. Kind of like a thing that he then did throughout the when a film got released, he went away with Steven Spielberg for this one. I think he thought it might have... I think he said that he thought it was going to fail. Yeah. But, yeah. He, but clearly it didn't. He's... Um, and probably the biggest... Well, one of the main, main characters, Darth Vader, who's incredibly iconic, is actually only on screen for 12 minutes in this film, which... And he just had a temper natural, basically. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, he, he just killed. He's like, I want the plants. 
<laughs> That's what I'm but it works. It's very intimidating. Yeah. Um, it, George Lucas reportedly only got paid £150,000 for this, but... That can get you in Bruce, though. Basically got the rights to the sequels and, most importantly, the merchandise. Yeah, because... Which you... nobody saw coming to being what it is. Yeah. And it, it went from being... Very rare that you get sort of related merchandise to basically change him again. Yeah, you can't walk down the street without seeing some stuff. Even today. Yeah. Yeah, because I've seen how much there is really, because I saw Gage a record of the most Star Wars merchandise and he has loads. It's like. There's literally programs on the toys you can watch and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. I actually, I, I, people at home can't see this, but if you look up here on top yeah, of the shelf. That is actually a an R2-D2 mixing bowl. So it's basically uh, R2-D2's head. It's actually upside down, but it's a, it's a mixing bowl. I can I can make cakes in it. Cakes and R2-D2, two of the best things. A friend things. of mine's got a knife block that's a tie fight. I know, an X-wing, I think. And knives ah, are the, are the yeah. bits on the, on the wings? Got, yeah. I've got a couple of cool. things. But the game and stuff. I did have salt and peppers, which were R2-D2. What happened to them? Nice. So yeah, you can literally get anything. What happened to them, Dad? I think it broke. Oh, you put it stole. Thanks, Dad. How dare you? Um, now, we usually do quick fire round, speed round, question <laughs> round. <laughs> random questions from Pop, basically. Questions. Basically, I guess it's chatting about the film in random order. Really right. Quite interestingly, I think this is a good one for this. Does this hold up? Does this hold uh, up? Yeah. Well, what look. Being the youngest. Yeah, what do you think? I think some things look, they don't look the greatest anymore, but they still look right. Because we've watched a lot of films where they, they, you can tell it's not really there, but some things you can kind of tell, but not fully. Because mm. it's used a lot of like props and stuff. Practical yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So it's all model work rather than yeah. computer generated. So you can kind of tell, but not well, fully. Well, technically, the version we watched, because you can't, because it's for, he's now gone back in and edited and edited but it is CGI in this and I actually think the CGI stands out more mm. so they actually go back and edit the films yeah he, he's controversial always, here yeah <laughs> George Lucas has often tinkered with them. some of them some of the stuff is really clever I think like not in this one in Empire Strikes Back there's a scene in the place called Cloud City and it was just like white walls everywhere and the cities in the clouds and he's took the walls out and made like this Window oh, outside, which which is actually a clever yeah. thing because it gives more depth to the thing. But then there's some bits where he's put creatures in, and they you can they sort of stand out, and there's extra scenes been put in. Okay, yeah. So it's physically impossible to watch the original version except you own it on like pretty much unless you've done the original. yeah, unless you have the laser disc. Um, which is another dead format. I think the, the original version was re- released once at one point on Laserdisc. And there have been rumours in the last few years that they might do a sort of cleaned up theatrical edition. So it would be what was released in cinemas without any of the extra oh. bells and whistles, but just with the additional cleaning up, like the Cloud City stuff would probably still be in there, but not... And you know with the correction on some of the, the lighting on some of the X-Wing scenes on Hoth, but not maybe... You know that one scene with Jabba in. Uh, There's no myth when he meets Jabba the Hot Han Solo. Yeah, that wasn't in the original version. Oh, because I grew up on these films, so I probably thought these were the originals. Yeah. I actually 
Yeah. Makes sense because like you you meant to not know Jarbones Hill. Exactly. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. And he acts totally different too. He's much bigger as well. I don't think he speaks English in the film, but he doesn't. I don't think he speaks English here. Doesn't he? Yeah, he doesn't speak any. No, he doesn't speak English. Still speaks Italian. Yeah. So like he just he just learns English. Which we noticed, like when we were watching this, I said, "This is something I've asked loads of my friends about." He's good. In the Star Wars tangent. Can speak quick fire, can understand the alien languages, but, yeah. but they never speak it. No, and the only time we think it actually happens is in Attack of the Clones when Boba, when Obi Wan meets Yango Fett, he speaks to Boba in a different language. Oh, uh, yeah, he was yeah, like, that's true, and he goes but they don't, a, but they don't have the whole. They don't have the whole Star Trek universal translator under the skin, you know, so they don't explain it particularly. I think we are meant to think that everybody understands each other's language, even if they can't just because of their vocal cords or whatever speaking. Yeah, I think it's quite a, an interesting decision. Mm. Not, We're like, watching say, the film and Dad Han Solo never speaks in Wookiee, but he understands it fully. But he understands Wookiee and, and Wookiees understand yeah. humanese or whatever it is, you know, yeah. Well, this is translated droid. But there so. is. Yeah. Thing is, Dad literally, we watched the film and Dad literally, we're like, yeah, we're on a tangent. A whole tangent about this. But I, personally, I think it holds up. Yeah. Because I think it's quite clever how they. I'd love to see a clean up version of that, actually. It's, it's all the technology looks dated. Mm hmm. Like a lived in world rather than yeah. well, that was one of the big things about about this film, and and also what Ridley Scott then later did with with Alien was this kind of lived in sci fi. So instead of the kind of fifties and sixties sci fi, which was very like everything shiny, everybody in like silver suits, you know, this kind of really kind of retro futurist thing, they did a sort of no, what if everything was a bit dusty and a bit you know grim and a bit lived in and a bit banged up. Um, and and it does it is very Star Wars, and I think it's one of the things that people really struggled with with the Star Wars prequels when they came out because everything in those is super shiny, and it just didn't quite feel right. And I think it's something that the the TV shows have been sort of, and even the the prequel trilogy more recently have been sort of trying to find a balance. You know, they want to sometimes say, "Oh, we're on a different world. This is a world full of rich people. This is different looking," and have things that are shiny and whatever else. But they also want to keep that kind of grimy Star Wars edge. You know, it's a kind of it's a it's a really interesting balancing act in this in this whole franchise as it's grown up. Honestly, I would love to see if they just like get, you can like you know how you, you do kind of extra scenes, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I would love to see you add like a whole film about all the extra bits. I would love to watch like the old versions. Well, we were lucky that that's what we got to watch. Because then you then you'd, you'd actually finally find out who shot first. Shoot <laughs> first. <laughs> And shot first. And shot first. And it, I think I think the whole thing was the fact that he was meant to be a good guy and he shouldn't shoot first. Yeah. But actually it's part of his character and what makes him. Yeah. 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 What's the saddest moment in the film? When you see it, oh, I've got one, but I'm not going first. Okay, how oh. you Oh. So the saddest moment in the original Star Wars. I mean, it's the destruction of Alderaan for me. Um, it's when when Princess Leia is basically begging for the life of her entire planet. And by the way, like 10 minutes later, she's comforting Luke on the death of his mentor. And it's like, I'm sorry, somebody should probably be comforting her because she has lost a lot more than anybody in this film. But yeah, okay. <laughs> so what's your sort of scene? 
the thing is for me, I don't cry at humans dying. Right. I only really cry at robots or, or animals dying. Mine was when you see RD2's head with a blast hole in it because you think he's going to die. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just. So that was, yeah. Yeah. Mine you've got his head on his ties head. into it. Uh, the next question which is I wouldn't say it's sad but I think it's quite a sad moment is yeah. after he's so Luke returns home and his uncle and aunt are dead mm. but that, which then ties into this thing that the next question which is best music moment yeah. I think the music when he's looking at the two sons yeah after that yeah. and he's kind of contemplating and stuff I, I think that's like yeah, I need quite to... a, a, a nice sad moment, but the music makes that moment. It really does. Is a kid's film, right? Yeah. And so the burnt bodies, yeah, it's probably yeah. not worse kid friendly moments. Like, oh, this song's got kid friendly, let's change it. This has got dead skeletons in it. It's got death. Is there a music moment that you liked? Or do you just like it in general? I like the music in the show. It's quite dun, iconic dun, music, right? Yeah. Even I always get it confused with Superman's tune theme. It's quite hard actually to try and go from one to the other. Um, you know, if 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 you start humming one and then somebody you know throws yeah. the other at you and you try and go into that, it's almost impossible. Um, but uh, but they're both banging tunes. Like they're both so good. Um, I remember yeah. when when Superman Returns came out and they play that theme music. I was like, oh, this is going to be a five star film. Anyway, and then Superman Returns happened. But um, but it is it is a it, it's a, it's an incredible amount of music. I think I think you're right. I mean, I think that's sort of it's Luke's theme, isn't it? That that piece of music, yeah. but it's beautiful. You know, the traditional Star Wars fanfare is pretty unbeatable, um, and that the the music going into that dogfight at the end around the Death Star is just incredible. I I just I I think I mean John Williams, no one's ever been better, really, yeah. and um and he's never been better than in his Star Wars work. Yeah, I think it was like I like his Indiana Jones stuff. I like the Indiana Jones. It's so theme. fantastic, yeah. And like the Jurassic Park one, but I think as a whole, as a I whole think... epic, yeah, it's it's really hard to get past um, Star Wars. And and yes, all of those. ET as well is just a heartbreaking score by him. I mean, he doesn't miss Schindler's List. God, oh, we did a we did a John Williams ranking on the Empire uh, on the Empire magazine, and it was one of the hardest we've ever done. How are you supposed to rank those scores from best to worst? It's impossible. Um, not best to worst, best to tenth best um, was what we were actually doing. But like, it's you can't you can't rank those. You know, is ET better than Indiana Jones? Is mm. Indiana Jones better than Star Wars? Come on, that's just they're all ten out of ten. Very true. Funniest character? Han Solo. Uh, <laughs> or um, RD2 and C3PO, because they both can be funny to each other. Hmm. I, think, I think R2 is the one that instantly came to mind for me. Yeah, yeah sure. same for me. Yeah. No, you don't know what he's saying. You kind of think you do. Yeah. Like, you don't know what he's saying. <laughs> there's moments you say stuff and you think, uh, I think I know why I'd be saying that. There's like a whole alternate version where you could see what you were saying. I would love to see that. That's what I feel. But he, I think they're, considering they didn't get on in real life. Mm. They're, they're an incredible on. double act, yeah. They really yeah. are. Name more iconic trio. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> and also, in theory, R2-D2 saves the day in pretty much most of the films. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. 
He's un, he's the unsung hero of the entire Star yeah. Wars. He's the one that they haven't appeared in. I think they've appeared in them all now. I, th- oh. I think he's in all of them, just about. Uh, maybe not. Uh, Newer films. He's in Force Awakens very briefly, isn't he? I was going to say, I think he's briefly in them all. Isn't it? I think he's in. I think he's in all of them. Yeah. Which character would you punch? I've got two. Okay. I would like to kick one. I want to slap one. Okay. Right. I want to kick the mouse droids. Okay. Fair. Every time I see them, I want to kick them because they're like so small, and they just—I don't know what they meant for. They're just there. Just and they're mean, see. you know. They would raise the alarm on you. They are mean. I—I I think you'd be completely fine kicking one of those off one of they're those like, walkways. I bet you people kick them in temper. Yeah, but like, say if one's like near the where you leave the ship at the space field, just accidentally kick one in the face, you know. Oh, just stomp them on. I don't want to slap the stormtroopers so they can learn, so they can know how to shoot. Because for some reason, they could be standing perfectly still. There's an interesting contradiction in this one, I noticed, because mm-hmm. there's a point. Obviously, it's famous that star, stormtroopers cannot shoot. It's hollow. Apparently, they're all pretty much left-handed as well, because some sort of weapons and the suits. But mm-hmm. Obi-Wan says that you can tell that the Jawas weren't killed by... Some people, because the, the the laser blasts are too too precise. Yeah, but mm-hmm. then, but then famously they could, like yep. in, in Empire Strikes Back when they're at Cloud City and they're shooting at Chewbacca, they basically miss him with every single shot. Yeah. Also, they miss him at like C three P and R two. They try at walking metal trash cans. You well, miss- I think okay. In their defense, they are struggling with a lot of action movies. Um, that 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 really comes into play here, which is that the more people that are shooting at the hero, the less accurate they they, they are. If there was only one stormtrooper at a time, he'd probably be pretty close to hitting the hero, if not actually sort of wounding him. Because there's loads of them, they're super yeah. inaccurate. That's the way of it. Honestly, if you think about any action movie you've ever watched, if the if the bad guy is if there's if the good guy is fighting one bad guy, that one bad guy is probably pretty good. If there's like ten bad guys, they're all pretty rubbish. So. True. I think just off in Who would you have liked to have punched? Oh, I d- definitely just punch Vader. I think. I mean, I'm sorry to be basic about it, but like, come on, you've got to, if you're going to keep your punch for I one person, it's got to be him. Um, I'll be too scared to punch him. Grand Moff Tarkin, I think it is. I think that's his. Oh, he's pretty. He's pretty. Pretty. In a weird way, he's more chilling than Darth Vader. He is and he's and Vader def- Vader defers to him in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Which is weird because he could easily kill him, but but uh, but it's the ranking, isn't it? Yeah. He's he's a stop ranks and yeah, just, he basically works for him. So Darth is only in twelve minutes of the film, mm. only beginning, and he has a tantrum because he can't find his plans. Like, and he's arguably one of the most iconic, if not the most iconic, villains ever. True, he is. but you know he's it evil because he's wearing because yeah. he looks evil. I think the Empire's music pretty iconic too. Don't think his themes in this one. I think no. it's the, like, it's the, the full film. Imperial March is only in the second film, yeah, mm-hmm. or only from the second film. So the flip of that, who's your favourite character? Wait, I have to go for this all the time. <laughs> you look at me. Yeah, it's your podcast. Actually, you edit this. Not really my podcast. Uh, yeah, I, I think it works. We already established you're the well, talent, and I'm the... Also, you did come <laughs> up with yeah, my podcast, so it's not really my podcast if you look after it, so... You're the star. <laughs> on which, hang on, and out of us, which of us has had that article published? 
Sure. Yeah. Sure. You're still hired help. <laughs> Nobody pays me. <laughs> Unhired help. <laughs> so, who's your favourite character? Chewbacca or, or you two? For yourself, Helen? Uh, Leia and R2, probably in that order. But pretty close, all pretty close together. The, based on this film, mm. it's probably Han mm-hmm. or Leia. As a whole, it would be Chewbacca, yeah. but based on this film. Yeah. It's I mean, lovely. Chewbacca is Chewbacca is great, and he's the best looking of any of them. And you know, but yeah. Leia's so it? sharp and funny in this film as well. Will someone get this walking carpet out of my way? I mean, well, this he's really is like, mean but funny. Yeah. When she comes in, it's 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 a great contrast for the fact that she's the damsel in distress, but actually she's not. Once they get to, oh, you get to be a stormtrooper. If anything, she's been more level headed and. She she gets him out of the situation basically. Yeah, which is like I, I love Chewbacca in this, but like because he's just you can tell like he's you think Wookiees are meant to be like you know, unscary scary things. You know he should have big baby. He is, but he's also can rip your arms off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should be able to do a good Chewbacca person, I think. What would you like from the film? See, you could do his Death Star here, but. Really, in real life, Death Star's not that big. It's the size of a small moon. Why? How big do you want it to be? No, because like if you think about the prop, um... I know, but you, you just get an actual real one. True, but I want the Death Star or the oh, see. Simple um, answer is a lightsaber. Yeah, but I, I, I would be trusted with it, Dad. No, but I, I don't know what you do with a lightsaber in real life. I cut myself with, um, with scores. Oh, scissors. It should be pretty good to have. Yeah, it's I cut myself with scissors by accident. I can't be trusted with a lightsaber. <laughs> with school scissors, too. I'm not really sure what you'd use a lightsaber for, but it'd be really cool to have. To cut bread. To cut bread, it's a bit extreme. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd be making toast at the same time. You wouldn't even need yeah. a separate toaster. Cut and toast all in one. In fairness, toasters have settings on them that burn toast. So, also, I think that might be a smart. I wouldn't want a Death Star. Whatever accidentally hit the wrong button, it might fire a laser. Or a Millennium Falcon would be quite cool to have. Yeah, but then how are you going? Where are you going to store it, Dad? Really? Just fly around on it. the roof. I mean, the thing is, if you had maybe maybe not a Millennium Falcon, maybe that's a bit big. But like, I think of your commute, it would be super easy. You could live anywhere in the world and still get into school, get into work. With no problems whatsoever, because you've got a ship that's faster than light. For goodness' sake, It'd be amazing. I'm gonna go for R2, and we'll finish with this one, which is all the mouse choice. So I can beat it up. Most iconic scene. Oh, so I mean, dear Star Wars: A New Hope. What scenes you automatically? I've got two. Okay, go for it. My first one is when Leia says, "Are you a bit short to be a stormtrooper?" Uh-huh. And when you when Han comes back for the final fight. Now let's blow this joint, kid and join and go home. Yeah, that's what I think. That's that's my two things one of the same scenes. I mean, I, I the thing is like it's I don't know if it's fair to call it a scene, but it's the dog fight at the end that comes to your mind. Yeah. It's the it's the fight for to destroy the Death Star. That is that is what sticks out in in my head. Um I guess also the duel between um, Obi Wan and Darth Vader. 
Um, Luke and Leia swinging across the canyon is an iconic image. Uh, oh, yeah, true. What yeah. did you say, Dad? Um, see, my head goes to, like, really random ones. So I'm, like, thinking the bit where Han Solo chases the stormtroopers and he goes around the corner and, like, oh, yeah, yeah. and runs back. <laughs> now we miss it, there's even more of them, but originally it was only, like, say, six or seven, but now there's a lot more of them, Yeah. But, but he, he's that's such a great piece of physical comedy from him. He's so good in that scene. Um, or like things like that. I suppose also the, the shooting Greedo soon scene. Yeah. But maybe the opening crawl, like mm. the opening scene where you see the ship going, and then the next ship just keeps going and keeps yeah. going, and keeps going. Because at that, when you first, I'm not, I don't remember when I first watched it, but. That's like, oh, sort of thing, and kind of sets the scene really well. True. I think it's a lot. This has got a lot in it. Mm. That's it's kind of almost, I mean, because especially again for people of our generation, we can practically recite this film. Like it's so, it's such a kind of massive, massive film in, yeah, in well, film history as apart from anything else and so like every scene is iconic because i've seen it so many times every scene is the one that somebody has quoted to me at some point in my let's be honest working life because of where i work so uh it, it's hard yeah. to pick out anything I, we, we lines from this movie literally get thrown around the empire office every single day every single day you know it is just background noise it is just like everybody knows it backwards that's just kind of taken for granted. So it's really hard to say what's the bit that stands out. Yes, all of it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Do you think this... So obviously, I'm just thinking of like... I was thinking about Harrison Ford then, you see, because I was thinking of like... Because he wasn't originally going to be in it. Yeah, Because it wouldn't let... Because he'd been in, in America's yeah. Graffiti beforehand, mm -hmm. which was George Lucas' previous film, he wouldn't, didn't want him to audition for it. And it became like a recurring thing. They didn't want him to be in Deanna Jones either. No. They were looking for a newcomer or something, some new yeah. energy. So who was originally be... Um, I don't know who was originally going to be Han Solo, but eventually he, he auditioned for it. And it was kind of like, oh, that's the guy. Yeah, because like, you can't imagine everyone else... Because really, you shouldn't like him because he isn't... Oh, most of the film, he's not very nice to anybody. That's what makes him funny. But he's it so is. funny, yeah, and he is really funny, and he is, you know, clearly over his head in this, and just wants to kind of go about yeah, his business. Yeah. And there's something about that reluctance that I think is really, probably relatable. Maybe you know, none of yeah, us would really want to get involved in a war or a rebellion, would we? He's kind of the outsider, isn't he? Yeah. And it's and obviously you don't realise obviously it's you do with all the other films and that, but he learned to fly. Essentially, they, he wants to become part of the empire is like a, a pilot basically and that's also what luke wants to do at the beginning of the film was that he wants to join the he, academy. He, well weirdly he wants to join the kind of rebels pilot academy and which is i mean i, there, I don't know many resistance movements that have their own like School. academy schools but you know, fair play to them if they're that organized well done that's very true that's training them so it's all like so Han Solo's kind of like fingers against them, doesn't he? Mm. He just wants to get paid. But, yeah, he just wants to get paid and just no, get out of trouble from yeah. chopping the hook, basically. Yeah. Even though he's like the small, the slowest thing. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he, you could just run away from him, admittedly. Just kick yeah. him. <laughs> just like just push him over. You can't get back up. How about kick the mystroid at him? Yeah. There you go. Two, oh, two yeah. in one shot. 
Still a mouse droid in it. <laughs> so, there you go. That's what you should have got from the film. A mouse droid to kick at people. No, I'll take RD2 and if the mouse droid follows him, I'm fine. I'll beat the thing out of it. It's just annoying. What if like, you're trying to get someone like you ship over one? You're like, what? Oh, they're pretty quick. They could probably get out of your way. Yeah, it's still a really annoying because it's just like... You really got in for those masks. I, I don't like them. I don't know why I just don't like them. Do you think it helps with this film that... Because it, it gets a lot of stick, this film, for its language, for the script and... But, essentially, it's, I think it works because of the, how everything's very basic. Yeah. We come, at the end of the day, you know who the hero is. The bad guys are very distinctive straight away. We're all like, oh, they're a bad guy because they're very... They can't shoot. They're very militant and mm-hmm. very uniformed. And so for... Because, obviously, I think a lot of people always forget, the, and it's the same with the prequels and the other ones. Star Wars is for, was for kids. Yeah. It, it was. wasn't aimed, it wasn't yeah. aimed at adults. People dying, a planet getting destroyed, just, millions of people dying. It, it, Kids, family. No, but if the whole story is so is very good versus evil. Sure. Big big evil has took over yeah. galaxy and yeah. this farm boy. It was, it was taken it. from you know it was taken from kind of classic sci-fi and in particular the sort of like Flash Gordon you know uh, serials. Of the and cereals with an S, not cereals as in breakfast, um, of the 1930s, because you know, uh, people used to basically or kids used to go to the cinema every like Saturday morning and watch these essentially TV shows at the cinema. But then people didn't necessarily all have TVs in the 1930s, so they would go to the cinema every week and they'd see these little half hour installments of a continuing story about Buck Rogers or Flash Gordon or you know, whoever Superman, uh, Batman, they were serial characters as well. And you know, each one would have these exciting stuff that happened, and there'd be a good guy and a bad guy and whatever else. And it was that kind of energy that George Lucas was trying to bring to the big screen in Star Star Wars, you know. So so you're absolutely right. It was it was it was the it was trying to recreate that kind of kids exciting adventure. And you know, big things happened in those serials as well. And there were wars and people died and all this kind of stuff. So I feel I feel like he thought he could get away with that. And also because he was, you know, he was still a director of the 70s and was, I think, pushing the envelope a little bit, right? But um but yeah it you know it's 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 got some scale, it's got some epicness, but it is also pretty much kid friendly because i think a lot of that you know you're you're a bit older than some of the kids who would have been watching this harry like you're you get the idea that all these people have died on the planet i think little kids maybe just haven't really do you know what i mean they don't really clock that maybe yeah i fall in love with an iconic scene cool oh yeah the trash pack the scene yeah it's something i don't get yeah the water's shallow Mm -hmm. and how so how does he get dragged underneath the water I get it is, yeah. Because it, it's not like it's deep. It ought to like, but it might be at parts. I did wonder about this. I think it's to do with the trash levels in the water. But there's an area that they're stood on that's higher up. Uh, yeah, the there must be. It's definitely bigger than the depth of the water. Because most of it, they're only still up to like, the waist or whatever. How can creature can get in there? Must just live there. Do they just like find him? Like, yep, you're in the trash now. But apparently, because of that scene, Chewbacca went stank for the rest of the filming because. Oh of, no! Because they pretty much only had like one or two costumes. And Have a shower. Get the water from there. <laughs> what an amazing new smell you've discovered! <laughs> trash. 
So, obviously, you were aware of this film. Yeah, I've watched you, it. You've watched it a couple of times, but probably when you were much younger. Mm, probably 10 or 12. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe a bit younger. Maybe several years old. Do you think... Oh, I'll put this. So <laughs> I know where this ranks, you see, with my Star Wars films. I'm very controversial. I don't even have Empire in my top three. Um, Whoa. I know, what? yeah. What? Well, there's a reason behind this. Mm. Because I watched them as a child. Uh-huh. And Empire as a child isn't as enjoyable as the other two. As an adult, you can see the logic in it. And also, I say that when you take the twist out of Empire, the rest of the plot isn't as interesting as... Wow. I can't remember a lot about Star Wars films because I think I've not... My favourite isn't even this one, so <laughs> I completely spoil it. My favourite is Return of a Jedi. I think Return of the Jedi is underrated. I'll, I'll, I'll say well, that. It's because I think as a kid, up until Return of a Jedi, you always wanted to be Han Solo. Mm-hmm. But in Return of a Jedi, that opening scene with Luke is the first time you go, oh, he's quite cool. I can't remember a lot. Because you suddenly as a Jedi and you can suddenly do all these stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's the, first, that's the first time where, in my eyes, you get introduced to Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight sort of thing. Right. I'm gonna watch that's the first that. point where you... As a child, you wanted to be. Before that, everyone was like, "I want to be Han," and then after yeah. that, you, were like, oh yeah, no, I don't mind being Luke. I <laughs> a bit cooler. I need to watch all the Star Wars films because actually, Han Solo is still cool. But I'm more of a Marvel fan, so I'm gonna have to watch all the Star Wars films. More. We will watch them all. That's why we started. That's why we saved this one. That's to a point where I felt you were would appreciate it compared to the other films that you've watched. I just because I, I honestly, mate, I prefer love. I love Marvel more than Star Wars. That's fair. I mean, look, you've got to go with your heart with these things, you know. That's also your age. As in, sorry, sorry. you were brought up on the Marvel films. True. Marvel. That's true. We would have been brought up on Star Wars and Indiana Jones and things like that. Mm. But I mean, look, yeah. Marvel wouldn't be what it is. The Marvel films certainly wouldn't be what they are without Star Wars. Like, yeah. th- this, is the, this is the problem with kind of trying to look back at it and separate it out now. Everything since Star Wars has been influenced by Star Wars. Even if it's influenced in the sense of we don't want to make this anything like Star Wars, that's still influenced. Do you know what I mean? So everything is kind of shaped by what Star Wars did, including a lot of the Marvel movies. That that kind of the banter and the funniness and the quips. Yeah. You know, a lot of that's coming straight from Han Solo, straight from Princess Leia. Um the funny comedy sidekicks that you get in some of them, you know, some of the some of the stuff that they do with with Groot or with Rocket, that's coming from R two D two and C three PO. So, yeah, sure. you know, everything everything owes something to to Star Wars, and of course, yes, Star Wars also owes a lot to films that have come before it. Like I was talking about the serials and like um, uh, Hidden Fortress and Akira Kurosawa film, all this kind of stuff. It 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 draws from westerns and everything as well, but. It's also massively influential in everything since. There's a famous book. There's a book. I can't, I want to say it's called Hero's Journey or something like that. Uh, yeah, the hero's. I think it's the hero's journey. Yes, but it's the Joseph Campbell story. The hero and with a thousand faces. Hero with a thousand faces. It's basically it plots how most heroes' journeys in films and well in story in myth. Yeah, and like yeah. human myth across the world. No, I like you're already into your Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. There'll be, a, there'll be similar links to the hero story and some yeah. mythology, but that's basically saying that a, a hero always goes on a certain journey where the, yeah. they always come up at a point where they're usually mentored by somebody, they usually lose somebody, they usually 
True, everyone's... Face overwhelming odds and all that sort of stuff, and it's... I've got a question, though. Go on. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Star Wars series? Series? As in yeah. TV show or, like, movie yeah. series or... And TV show. It's it's currently Andor, actually. I think Andor is, is astonishing. Yeah, it's a, it's it it's maybe aimed at a bit a bit older again, but I think yeah. it's done some really interesting things with like Star Wars mythology and um yeah. and it has two of the best speeches in Star Wars history. It's mine's, really good. Um, mine's obvious. You're gonna say Mandalorian. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I have loads of Mando and Baby Yoda stuff. I mean, it's hard to beat Baby Yoda though. Um or Grogu or the child, whatever. That I mean, both of you. Um, but the Clone Wars cartoon, I'm... after about series three or four, gets really good. Not seen it. And it wouldn't. I don't think. They could. Yeah, there's there's stuff in that. But have you ever watched the Clone Wars? Um, I've 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 started. I haven't finished. I should it took probably me a while so. to get into it. I know. There's, I'm. There's a um. There's an episode. Not, I won't spoil the plot of it, but there's an episode later on where a, a clone realizes about the chip in his head. Oh wow! Okay, that's cool. And it's, and it's and it clicks in earlier than everyone else's, and he knows, but it keeps going on and off. So he keeps so to have that in a cartoon where someone's basically dealing with like almost like a split personality, and the other clones, are, one of the other clones is trying to help him. Whoa. Suddenly, when I got to that point. I was like, oh, this is different. And it's from there, it, suddenly the arcs change, and there's a yeah. lot. You can see, like, it, it stopped being like just a kid's cartoon. They kind of, yeah, had a big that's the one. What's your least favorite? What's my least favorite? Um, like, not Star Wars series or Star Wars film, Star Wars favorite. film or series. This <laughs> is Boba Fett. Um, yeah, Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett. Um, I mean, I didn't, I didn't like Boba Fett in the films, so I, I, I was, I no, was, I, I was. I was optimistic but skeptical that I would like the TV show, and sure enough, I didn't. I just think like it was so good in Mandalorian more. Well, the best episodes were yeah. with Mandalorian. The ones with the Mandalorian, yeah. Um, I know that you, your opinion on Boba Fett, because I'm <laughs> And I don't disagree. It just, um, he doesn't really do looks, anything. He looks really cool. Yeah, he does. But he doesn't do an awful lot in the original films. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's way overhyped. Um, so... Um, Film-wise? Yeah, least hit film. Don't say if it's controversial. If you're one of the newer ones, because as much of a prequel trilogy are a bit ropey. I mean, There's, there's yeah. good bits in them. I don't like the... Like, I, I would love to say, like, The Phantom Menace, because there's a lot in there you think this is rubbish, but the pod, mm. the pod race is really cool, and the duel, and, well, Darth Maul is worth watching the film alone for. I don't really like the newer ones. Yeah, the I think new... it's probably one of the newer ones. I thought... I mean, to be honest, I, I don't think any of them have disappointed me as much. Well, no, maybe that's not true. The ones that have most disappointed me were probably Phantom Menace and uh, Rise of Skywalker. And probably I'm going to go for Rise of Skywalker because I found that more frustrating even. that Well, both of them were really frustrating. Both of them were like, you have so much to work with and this is what you've done with it. Um and but particularly Rise of Skywalker, I was like, okay, you know, Last Jedi took us in some new directions, closed some doors, opened some other ones. You know, I I don't know if those were all the right decisions, but it's at least interesting and unexpected, and I'm excited to see what happens next. And then they just tried to reset as if it hadn't happened, and that was immensely frustrating to me. So so I I was really disappointed by that. Um, well, like a Highlander two effect. Yeah. 
What's the what? The newest song called. That was Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise yeah. of Skywalker. Yeah, because it's like. Why See, I'm just saying Rise of Skywalker isn't that bad, but when it's followed for Last Jedi, it, it's like, I'll oh, forget about that film. Yeah, yeah it really it, is. Did you not bring back, like, Dwarf? No. Um, oh, he's going to bring back now. Emperor, Emperor, yeah. Emperor Palpatine. Like, how did he survive? Because he's like old and he's rather a pit. Well, I've asked, I've... he's meant to have been cloned. I think. Yeah. I think it's meant to be cloning, and his his memory somehow transferred oh, yeah. into his clone. Yeah, but it's a clone, so he's doesn't matter. But it's not actually him. I think of something original. I know. You should have done the evil. You should. Have... <gasps> you should have, they should have done the evil um, mouse droid. <laughs> <laughs> That's a giant one. Yeah. That would actually so, going back to Star Wars, A New Hope. Uh-huh. Do you call it Star Wars, A New Hope, or do you call it Star Wars? Star Wars. Yeah, okay. Old um, school, isn't it? Should we rate it out of five? Now, five, we don't... Uh-huh. Now, you have a, oh, a rating system at Empire. Okay. That's um, a little... Works a bit different. So, we say five doesn't have to be a perfect film, but it has to be at what it is. So, for instance, films that we've gave five stars to... Um, Whoopers Christmas Carol. Correct. This is a Christmas film. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I don't know what you change with it. Yeah. Um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit's been one. Correct. Um, okay. Cool. I, I can't. Remember. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah, you uh, Okay. As a family comedy, it's like. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Terminator Two was one. Correct. Very correct. Um, so, and we should say it's not. It doesn't have to be the greatest film ever, but it just has to. That what it's Perfect trying to what it, yeah. Yeah. Um, when we say three is like okay, first half recommendations, like... four is obviously really good, and then two is like, eh, and one is probably don't go near that. Yeah. And two is... I, I've got a feeling Star Wars isn't going to get a one, so that's probably not really going to It's be not going to get a one, no. Um, so do you want to go first, Harry? Yeah. Well, that's tricky. <laughs> he'll say a solid number, and then he'll give us a point in there. Thing is, I don't think it's five slots. Okay. Because... I want to see what it originally looked like without all the extra things in it. Because I want, because I bet it's probably better. Or it's, it's, so I'm going to give it a solid 4.5. It's not a solid number. It is a solid number. I think it's, he keeps on saying it, but I'm just going to keep doing it. So. Know, yeah. <laughs> um, what about yourself, Helen? Oh, I'm just going to give it five. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try to be. Uh, balanced on this it's a five-star film it's it's it, it changed the game um so like historically speaking like in terms of its impact it, it's 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 the blockbuster that changed blockbusters yeah. along with jaws um but yeah. but also just as itself as a as a sort of space opera as an adventure story um as a hero's journey if you like i think it's a five-star film i think yeah. it's wonderful so I'm a queen. I'm giving it a five star. I must admit, before we could we rewatched it just like last week, and I haven't watched it for a bit. And I thought the more I watched it, I haven't watched a lot of them films recently for the podcasts and stuff. I was like, I don't know what what you change. I know yeah. it's altered stuff and stuff. Yeah, that's like that, why but, I want to see the original. Which kind of so that gives it overall a four point eight, which is still pretty decent. Pretty good. So you pretty just good. Let it down. Um, <laughs> I want to see what happens in the old Or it kind of leaves us into the question is oh, God. Question, we always do like a question and it was what sure. would change if this came out now? I've got loads. Okay. And, and what impact would it have? And I think what rewatching it, I think it changes cinema if this came out now and it didn't come out when it came out. I think I honestly Because I think so much like you touched on before, so much yeah. after it follows it. Yeah. 
I don't I don't know what cinema would look like. I genuinely don't know what cinema would look like without Star Wars. I mean, you know, would the 80s have had all those high concept movies without Star Wars having come out and done what it did? Because, OK, you know, the blockbuster was developing because Steven Spielberg existed. Right. So we had Jaws. We would have had Close Encounters as well. But Close Encounters, I mean, especially if you do the comparison between that and Star Wars, they were both huge hits. They were both massively successful films. They're both great films. But like the energy of them is totally different. So yeah. so would Steven Spielberg have stuck to that kind of 70s energy? Would blockbusters have had more of that 70s energy? Would we have gone, you know, the way that the 80s went? Would James Cameron have have made the Terminator and, and you know, kind of got that kind of thing started. Would Predator have happened? Would Die Hard have happened? I, I genuinely don't know I think a what lot the of world looks like. Which use, like, props. Like, you know, like, how they use, like, they use, like, they talk, Yeah, they took special effects to a different... Yeah, that's what yeah. I think special effects, if it didn't come out then, wouldn't have been on par as it did because Star Wars basically changed. S- Star Wars, yeah, definitely pushed it forward. And the, the existence of ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, definitely pushed special effects forward. And also, not for nothing, but like ILM set up a computer division at one point and hired a guy called Ed Catmull and a guy called John Lasseter and then closed the computer division and they sold that bit to Steve Jobs and the three of them set up Pixar. So without Star Wars, I don't know that you get Pixar. You know, without Star Wars, I don't know that you get Jurassic Park because ILM did all of that. You know, you don't get, I mean, young Sherlock Holmes, for God's sake, what would we do without it? Um, yeah, we enjoyed that. <laughs> you wouldn't get like, you wouldn't get as much merchandise as today, probably. Yeah, well, that's another thing. Yeah, w- would you get all of this? These kind of tie-ins? Would people? I mean, have realised that the, the sort of power of that? Maybe something else would have come along. You know, maybe, you know, an Indiana Jones type thing would have happened anyway. But it's really genuinely hard to say for definite that that would be the case. Well, touching um, on Indiana Jones, mm. if Star Wars didn't come out then. Harrison Ford doesn't become a character. The person he is, if he maybe. is Indiana Jones. Yeah, although Indiana maybe that maybe they still come up with the idea for Indiana Jones and they hire him because he's then an unknown, pretty much. Maybe. And they ha- he hasn't got the baggage of Han Solo, which was the reason that they hesitated there. Maybe. Yeah, but it might not have had the same draw. It might not. He does. Yeah. Have, he does play a different character in the. Because in fairness, as much as Harrison Ford might play a certain type of character mm-hmm. in a lot of his films. Han Solo and Indiana Jones are two very different characters. Yeah. Would you say it's still one's confident and one's smart, but not as com- yeah. confident in the fight sort of thing. Would you say it still have all the hype around it if it came out now? Star Wars, not, well, if it came out and the films that are out now are out, I don't think it would have the same. Well, this is it. Like if it, it hadn't happened, but if it hadn't happened, but something similar had happened, then would it have had the same impact? Maybe no, because. Look at look at for let me give you an example. John Carter. Did you have you seen John Carter, Harry? So John Carter came out in about 2012, and it's based on a science fiction story written in 1912 or so, 1911, I think. Um, and John Carter was an influence on Star Wars and Flash Gordon and all of these, all of these sci-fi stories that had happened since 1911, right? So by the time they made the John Carter film, everybody's like, oh, well, this just looks like a Star Wars ripoff. You know, so if Star Wars came out now, maybe we'd be going, oh, this looks like a John Carter ripoff. You know, this looks like a a ripoff of, you know, Brendan Fraser's The Mummy. Like this looks like, do you know what I mean? It it looks like everything else because, 
you know, it 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 caught its moment perfectly. So it's 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 so hard to say what what would happen now. I, I still think it's a great movie. Um, I don't know if you know we'd be as dazzled by the special effects because it changed special effects and and everything yeah. else dazzles us now. I do think oh, that it would it wouldn't have as hype as it did then, but I think it would have a bit more hype as what. Um, because it had the it also have the internet and it would be able to be shared true. around. True. And then... But then it could also get spoiled more. Mm. True. So the chances are it come out of the cinema for maybe, especially the time it is now, a lot of stuff stay goes to the cinema for maybe a month or two mm. and then it's available on streaming. Whereas, Whereas this this was yeah, this was in cinemas for like a year nearly. People this this was so popular that people went back and back and back and back and back because it's the only way you could see it. Yeah. My so grandparents my grandparents hadn't been to the cinema in 25 years and all of their kids basically bullied them into going to see Star Wars. You know, that was the kind that was the kind of impact it had. And I think that's the kind of thing that happens now with James Cameron movies. That's what happened with Titanic. That's what happened with Avatar. But it doesn't really happen all the time. It's kind of happening with Barbie a little bit. People are being bullied into going back to the cinema for Barbie. But um, not seen it yet. Not seen it. Oh, it's, it. Great. it's great. I think is, it, is it like my head says that? Like Oppenheimer and Barbie came out, and, and like, yeah, people. His mum was like, "I don't want to see Oppenheimer," and I was like, "Do you know what? If I had to pick one to watch that day, I said I'd rather watch Barbie." So, yeah, people were like saying they could not. I kind of know what I'm going to get from Oppenheimer, but from Barbie, I'm like, I don't know what this is about, and I kind of avoided a lot of stuff about it for that reason. So, I need to watch it, so I might see. Do it. Yeah. You won't regret okay. it. It's really fun. When I get, when I go back to get the problem, that's mum. You got to see it. <laughs> Um, what I would say would ch- like you touched on the merchandise and stuff like that because this as an 80s kid well I was born in 79 but grew up basically I was like born in October so I don't really class myself as a 70s child <laughs> um, I loved all the 80s cartoons that were basically mm. built for toys yeah we killed if, all the yeah. Star Wars films and they had the merchandise I'm not sure Toys would have been the same in the 80s. Yeah, would we have gotten Transformers? Would we have gotten Care Bears and My Little Pony and, you know, the G.I. Joe cartoons and all of that stuff? Uh, Thundercats, you know, would all that have happened? I don't know. But do you realise this? So what would happen with the Star Wars toys, right? They got that popular. No, Buzz Lightyear sold out and yeah. it's like a famous thing. This, they didn't even make enough toys. So people at Christmas, instead of the toys... They got a card that told them they were going to get toys in the post eventually. And kids were happy with that. Oh, oh what's this person? Oh, it's a card saying I might get a toy in 20 million years. But basically. Basically waiting for so long, people were still that happy to get yeah. that. And actually, yeah. Boba Fett emerged as a toy, I believe, before he emerged on screen. Yeah. So- Apparently, I think there's two versions of it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to find a missile on you. Yeah. You think it was originally going to shoot myself at his hand? Yeah, some or another that... toy. Probably what the other toy was. Someone they had a firing missile, and the missile got stuck up a kid's nose or something. Oh, no. like. So then they oh, they had to pull the firing missile, and it's like the most valuable thing you oh, can so... buy. Even though it's not actually, it was never released to market. So they're just prototypes, and there's only apparently there's like according to the internet, there's hundreds of people own them, even though only like five were ever made. So mm-hmm. it's a fake. Oh yep. yeah, you shoot up your nose. Like, why would you shoot up your nose? <laughs> what we're saying is, if this came out now, it might be possible, but not. It would be no. more of a 
It, was... it, it would fall into the problem is it hit the same market as Marvel films, mm-hmm. superhero mm-hmm. films, and they've got a more established timeline. Brand. Yeah, at this point, haven't they? Yeah, maybe so. But um... they probably wouldn't have even hit the market if Star Wars never came out. True. Are you excited for Soka, Dad? Yes, I am excited for Soka. Only because it looks like it's going back towards the older. Why? So the question we were actually going to ask is what would you do with a spin off of it? I think what they've talked about for the new films is actually kind of makes sense. Like that. Is that they're trying to. I mean, it's, it's as if it's a problem with Boba Fett is that everything happens on basically the same two planets in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like it's a whole world and it's a whole it's a universe, yeah. Galaxy. Yeah, like... Universe and it's like a whole time thing. It doesn't all have to happen in the same 40 years or whatever. Yeah. You do a hundred years before, which is thousands of years before, which are planning to do, aren't they? And yeah. That's that's the logic to go is to yeah. try and avoid other, all the obvious stuff. Yeah. Because otherwise you as much as Mandalorian is great, the problem with a Mandalorian is we yeah. still keep going back to desert planets that look like Tatooine. And still tapping into nostalgia by I am excited bringing to see Luke Skywalker back into it and stuff like that. I kind of need to step away and just set it in it. Which is kind of what The Last Jedi was trying to do, I think. Yeah. yeah. What were you saying, Harry? I am excited for the film of Mon- about the bombs. Not film coming out soon about them. The Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to... I get the impression it's going to round it off. Yeah, I hope it does, because I, I love them. But I, I'm more excited for the film that's going to be set way before about the birth of the Yeah, Jedi. I think that's exciting. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, although obviously everything's everything's suspended at the minute with the strikes, but fingers crossed they get back to that soon. But uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm the same. I'd like to see them just expand out a little bit into unexplored territory. And I've been I've been really enjoying when we get little hints in some of the TV shows and some of the films and stuff about, you know, different kind of sci-fi corners of the Star Wars universe. So on one of the Mandalorian episodes, it might even have been one of the Mandalorian episodes in the book of Boba Fett, but he's on a ring world. He's on a ring. So an orbital ring shaped thing that, that, that oh, yeah. spins itself and that's why it has gravity and that's like a big sci-fi concept that you see in all these sci-fi books and it hasn't been done that much on the big screen or even the tv screen so seeing that i was like oh this is cool this feels sci-fi this feels exciting this is something i haven't seen in star wars a million times and that's that's what i want as well i'm 100 percent with you mark because um because yeah let, let's go into the ancient past let's go to galaxy planets on the other side of the galaxy let's try new stuff you know that's it the original Basically, then just have to use the same yeah. hundred characters. Exactly. Which I suppose is a little bit Andor. I know it's in a it's set in a part of the universe, but it feels different because it feels more. Adult. It's got very much, and it's got very different energy to it. But it does still feel recognisably Star Wars, like you know th- that prison. Uh, at one point, there's a prison in Andor. No spoilers if you haven't watched it. Um, but and it's quite shiny, and the way it's designed is new and different. But it does feel like it might have been designed by imperial architects you know it feels yeah. like it's that it fits that universe so i thought that was that's the kind of thing i want to see more of i would like to see choose i would like to see the birth of the clones or or a series about um clone wars yeah i would like to see it no i would like to see a series with um oh, oh what's the name the guy which says um 
Hey, Gerald Kenobi, I can't remember what his name is. Gerald Grievous. Okay, I would like to see his story. Of how he became it. Yeah, because I've seen bits about his story and it's very interesting, so I would like to see that on screen. Because mm. you don't, in films, you don't know anymore. I do think they need to just avoid the Skywalkers, essentially. They need to do like characters which we've seen, but we don't know a lot about without diving into the books. But then I'm a flip of it. I'm excited for Ahsoka because there's a character from the books that's coming. You love, yeah, yeah. Admiral Thrawn's coming into it. Yeah, the blue guy. Yeah. And he's basically... The big blue man. Big blue bird. Yeah. Yeah, but he's like... In the books, he was like... He's an alien that's a, an admiral, and the Empire didn't do that. But because of how clever he is and tactically his dudes and stuff. Yeah. So he's like, he's basically like a bit like Grand Admiral. Um, the oh. Grand Ad- Admirals that have been in it so far. Yeah. Yeah. Grand Tarkin, kind of. Yeah. But he's not that yeah. scary, does he? He's blue. He's oh, he is. He's obvious to shoot. He's blue. Not if you're a stormtrooper. <laughs> But if you're anyone else, you just target for the blue man. But, yeah, so... What's, what's coming up for you? I know you have a, are you doing your podcast again this year? Because you do a uh, Christmas one, don't you? I do, yeah. So I do, obviously, the Empire podcast every yeah. week, and then we do uh, spoiler specials for the big movies. So it's been a very busy summer for those. Um, and uh, and then, yes, I do a, a Christmas movies podcast of my own called Bar Humbug, and we do 12 episodes every Christmas, and we just look at Christmas movies. Um, so it's whatever, some of the nonsense ones that are out on you know Netflix and Prime and and those kind of things, but also like the big ones that come in cinemas, like last year, Violent Night was, was great. Um, so Christmas Christmas horror, Christmas action, Christmas ridiculous rom-coms, all of those. And we usually do some of the biggies as well. So we did, for example, Muppet Christmas Carol last year because yeah. it's fantastic. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I've got that coming up. Um, and I'm sort of beginning to get over having written a book like three years ago now and beginning to think, oh, maybe I should write another one. But my book was Women versus Hollywood, The Fall yeah. and Rise of Women in Film. So that's all about uh Basically, why is it that, you know, there are so few female leads? Why is it there are so few female directors? Uh, Why is it there's only really one female character in Star Wars? Um, What's up with that? Um, And uh, and yeah, kind of getting into those issues about, you know, uh, equal pay, equal opportunities, but also just like why things are the way they are. You know, what has happened that this is the way it's kind of developed? Um, So, yeah, so that was kind of... uh, fun up until the pandemic hit and I suddenly realized I had to write an entire book without access to a library um and I had to do a lot of uh, reading online at that point but um but yeah it's 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 been pretty good will it be will your next book be something similar uh I do um I I have I have a couple of different ideas and I'm just trying to see which one seems more doable and which one my publisher actually wants me to do so um but I'd, I'd, I'd like to do something on the state of cinema right now um but i don't know how to do that while everything is still happening um and then i also want to look at some point at um at different bad guys through history and and what what our bad guys say about us as a society sort of thing if that doesn't sound a bit high floating but you know the way like you know if if all the bad guys are you know terrorists of one kind or another if all the bad guys are communists of one kind or another you know what does that say about sort of where yeah the world is at that time we'll put a link in the description for your book on oh thank you uh, well I, I have got a confession what i do often do when i'm in there because i'm just this type of person <laughs> when i'm in like waterstones because i've got your book um yeah, sure. that's good i remember when i got it i got yours and i got um 
Terry White's one on the same day. Oh, yeah, fabulous, yeah. Um, I haven't read that yet for a reason, but um, but then I know she's doing a TV series of it, so now I kind of need to read it before the series comes out. But um, I have this tendency to put them in the charts at number one. Not saying <laughs> <laughs> I did, but like not just one like just get like however many coffees and just put them there to see if, <laughs> why not well, thank you I appreciate it um, I uh, do wonder if the person in Waterstone thinking <laughs> who's doing this what's <laughs> <laughs> there because I like bookshops because I like the smell mm. oh, that's weird okay oh, oh, wait, to get... if you do do um, well, the, the one on villains you should do a whole chapter of how incredible the Joker is because I know how much you love that film <laughs> Is your book I'm the only person that agrees, but everyone that I know, whenever I say the same thing as you say, they go, but it's a really good film. It's like, yeah, but it's it I always go, but it doesn't need to be about, be about the Joker. Mm-hmm. Can we go to Yeah. I've never been. You have been. Never. But right, you don't make me buy, buy money on book, which I, I always say, I'm never going to say no to you buying a book. Wait, <laughs> Dan, it's a yeah, link. It's on Amazon. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll get all those. I'll, I'll make sure Dad remembers. All right. Okay. Remember Dad. But um, yes. Yeah, so that, so find you all. You're on all. Well, not Twitter, X as it's now called. Uh, oh no, it's still Twitter. Let's go with Twitter. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Yeah. Um. Oh yes. What what sleeve platform? Instagram. I know. I, I think I'm a Helen L O'Hara on on all of them. I'm not. I am on Instagram. That's what I'm a Helen O eighty four. But I mostly just you know post pictures of pretty flowers and you know. Christmas sunsets ornaments. and stuff and Christmas ornaments yeah like because I don't I'm, I've never I, I never treated like Instagram as like a work thing I just like put up pretty pictures and and then some idiot came along and bought Twitter and tried to destroy it so now I'm like oh no should should Instagram be for work as well oh how boring um so anyway hey these are the problems uh the modern first world problems in it um but yeah so if anybody wants Which to find me, I'm all... I know. Oh, the trauma. Oh, no, it's so difficult. Uh, and he was one. Quite wise. Yeah, he doesn't really... Like, I, we have Twitter, but I do all the stuff on it because you don't really enjoy social media. Do you? Mm-hmm. TikTok's the only thing you use because you watch videos on it. Mm. On YouTube. That's your generation. Yeah. Um, but thank you very much for coming on the show. It's Absolute been... pleasure. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. should we say bye to them? Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. See you again soon.